When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. Welcome to the best show on your radio. It is the afternoon get down known as Freddie and Harry. Thank you very much. Got my man, Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Together, thanks for joining us on the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. And don't forget about us by telling your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. So what did Garrett Wilson, Jets wide receiver, have to say about what Joe Namath said about his quarterback? We're going to get to that in a couple of minutes. But we want to hear from you as well at Triple say ESPN. 888-729-3776. I'm going to ask Harry this question. I might even ask Shannon Penn. Also, Sam Pierce. Devin Kent, our producer behind the screen. I w- I'm going to ask everybody this question before I weigh in. Ask me last. Right, I'll ask you last. So I mean, I'll ask Shannon Penn first. Shannon, we got 2023 only. Who's in a worse position? Is it the New York Jets or is it the Chicago Bears? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I can't stand you, Shannon. <laughs> I can't stand you. <laughs> the sad part is you're not lying. Both answers can't be true. Both teams can't be true. <laughs> I got to give it to you, Shannon, though. I have to give it to you. That was the classic that was of classic answers. That was you genius. caught me so off guard, but it was genius. so funny. <laughs> Who's in the worst position? Jets right, or Bears? So I'm gonna go ahead and yes. go. Okay, you know, so you're gonna skip over Devin Kane? Okay, sorry, DK. You should be. Devin I'm King, sorry. who's in the worst position for 2023? And the Giants. answer better not be yes. So just I mean, this year. Just this year. The this Giants. Year. You said the Giants or I the... said the Jets or the Bears. Stop oh, trolling. Okay, my bad. Stop trolling. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go with the Bears. Okay. I think I mean, listen, right. both quarterback situations are not good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Bears have a lot of stuff going outside. Internally, externally, I just think everything's coming together for the worst for the Bears. Got it. I'm not looking ahead. I'm not looking at those draft picks. They no, have. no, they, no. They can, get, they can get a lot year. better quick, right? But just this, this year, year, I'm going with the Bears. Okay, Harry Douglas. Now you're going to last. Yeah, Who's in the worst me, position. I, I, I'm, I'm going to go with the Jets because okay. of the expectation coming into the season, right? And Aaron Rodgers is a part of this season. Mm-hmm. When you had a quarterback that you thought was going to be able to take you to the promised land, a quarterback that was going to be able to compete with any of the other lethal ones that you have in the National Football League, not just in the AFC, right. to pair up with that defense, you thought things would be looking differently. Then he gets injured the fourth game, uh, four plays within the first game, mm-hmm. and you're looking like, what are we going to do next? And then you go to Dallas and you play the Cowboys, and it doesn't look right for Zach Wilson. You play the New England Patriots, and your defense play good enough for you to actually get a win, but the offense doesn't do enough. So I'm going to go with the New York Jets because of the expectations okay. that this team has. See, we did we expected. Justin Fields to get better as an individual player, but from a team aspect, we didn't expect the Chicago Bears to make the playoffs. Like we expected the New York Jets to be Super Bowl contenders. Okay, here's one thing what I have to say about what you just said, because as far as I was concerned, that is a lucid, intelligent, well thought out objection. Thank you, Your Honor. Well said by you when it comes to saying the Jets are in the worse position than the Chicago Bears. But here's why I'll say it's the Chicago Bears. And I'm not going to say you're wrong you said about the Jets. 
with all the expectations coming in. You have a quarterback that you believe in because the guy that you could not wait to get out of there, you're thinking, well, if he can learn anything from being around this guy, this is going to benefit us, not just in 2023. But at least the Jets have talent. The Chicago Bears, I'm trying to find out where the talent is. I believe Justin Fields is a talented guy quarterback. Other than that, does anybody else in that team you look at and say, yep, that's a building block. Yep, if that guy can step up his game to go at our quarterback, if that guy can step up on defense, we all have a chance when it comes to that. You can even hear the resignation and Justin Fields' voice after what's happened to him and the Bears the past couple of weeks. I mean, I'm looking at it like the big picture, uh, just life in general, to be honest with you. And I think, you know, this past week has had me kind of look at it like what are the important things in life? Because, you know, when things are going good, you can, you feel me, like not say whatever, but, you know, I think these past couple of weeks have made me appreciate, you know, the little things in life, like being able to play this game. So, you know, every opportunity I get to go out there and play, I'm going to have fun. I'm going to play my hardest and just thank God for giving me the ability to play. So, um... Uh, no matter what the scoreboard is, I want to keep them the same mindset and just keep pushing and keep moving forward. Even Justin Fields is like, you know who he is right now? <laughs> he, he is he is Coach Klein at halftime of the Bourbon Bowl and the Waterboy. Does anybody got an idea? Anybody? Even Justin Fields is like, does anybody kid get me out of here in 2024? Is he already going big picture? Is he, did, he, did he just no, hit us that, with it's bigger than football? Did he just hit us with that already? Exactly. We in week three. But we y- just y- had week three. He's already in week 18. <laughs> but Freddie, you said the Jets have what? They have talent. The they have talent. They have talent. I think that's why I chose the Jets. That's why I because, chose yeah. Because they have the talent. Yeah. And they and they're still sitting at one and two and the Bears are 0 and three. So they're not too far off of them record wise. <laughs> yeah, I hear what you're saying on that one, but that's why I'm going with the Bears because at least the Jets just on talent alone, if their quarterback doesn't screw up another couple of games, they should be they able to get another couple wins. Yeah. With the Bears, I mean, we said it I said it yesterday. The Miami Dolphins put a seventy burger with the fixins. And the French fries, yeah, and the soft drink, and the apple turnover on the Denver Broncos. They scored ten touchdowns on Sunday. The Bears might not score ten more touchdowns the rest of the year. No lies detected there, because I don't believe in Luke Getzey right now. I, I just yeah, don't. and I don't believe in the growth of Justin Fields at this moment right now. Right. now in, can in it, that can situation. It, can it, can it still you. happen? Yes, it can still happen. But what I've seen in the in my three-game sample size, uh-huh. I'm not encouraged that that's going to happen. Yeah. That's why I went on Get Up last week. By the way, make sure y'all check out Get Up every Thursday, there 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. Your boy's going to be on there every that, week. Because that Harry Douglas, that boy bad. That boy bad, and I got some good plays this week. I like that the sound of that. That boy bad. I can but, guarantee you know, it won't include the Jets or the Bears. But that's why I said I just want to see Justin Fields within another organization mm-hmm. with an offensive-minded head coach and someone that can coach him up the proper way. Right. Because when I look at Tua, that's what he has. When I look at um, – Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert. The Chargers, yeah. But uh, – I'm drawing a blank, right? Trevor Lawrence, that's what he has. Yes. Right? All those guys have that uh, 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 a head coach that's able to coach them up offensively mm-hmm. so those guys can thrive. And all three of those guys were able to make – Daniel Jones, they were able to make the playoffs a yeah. season ago. So Brock Purdy in San want. Francisco is the final pick in the draft last Oof. year. <laughs> I'm not saying he around here messing around with Luke Getzey and we up here acting like and promoting Luke Getzey like he 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 coached Aaron Rodgers well damn I can go coach Aaron Rodgers and go get me an offensive coordinator job if I'm coaching Aaron Rodgers so we need to stop this Luke Getzey coach Aaron Rodgers what the hell Aaron Rodgers is a walking hall of famer exactly meanwhile Justin feels like coach Klein anybody got an idea 
anybody. Join Chicago at 888-729-3776. That's for hitting us up on Freddie and Harry on the Dr. Pepper call online. Joe, who's worse for 2023 in the worst position? Is it the New York Jets or the Chicago Bears? Harry, uh, first of all, I didn't hear that sound bite up until now with uh, Justin Fields. I'm a lifelong Bears fan. Uh-huh. And uh, that's a sad case of affairs when you start talking like that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to say it is. We know that's true. That is, yeah, you don't want to hear that. But, oh, that's not even, a, that's a no-brainer. I mean, we know it's, you know, the Bears are bottom of the barrel. Maybe D- Denver will find out in a week. But it's not Justin Fields, just my two cents. You put him on another team with good coaching. Uh, you know, you guys referenced that. I think you got something there. That's just my opinion. I think, you know, the Bears have done what they've always done, minus the bad luck in history. I think they've just taken a quarterback that had some potential, but they just cannot get from the ownership on down. You know, this is a little more big picture stuff, but right. I think they just are known to take a quarterback. I see potential in him, like real productive potential, and it's four years now he's got to move on and get something like you said a coach get a hold of him and actually uh he's young and he's quick and he's got you know he's got his health thank god he won't have it long in Chicago. <laughs> but we, we we know that too but it's like yeah there's just too much around him uh that isn't right and um yeah you put it you know like you said hall of fame walking it ain't dead man walking it's hall of fame walking you put him back on that jets team and they you know now we're talking we're talking uh, Super Bowl potential. It's just amazing how we have this conversation, and I'll, ha- I'll hang up and listen, but it's just amazing how you guys, we talk about this Bears team every year. I've suffered through this, where we always seem to have all these moving parts, and it's like a jigsaw puzzle, man. We get three, you know, four or five good players, but the quarterback is, that is it. That's it. Yeah, I, I tell you, can't it, seem to do it. Yeah, Joe in yeah. Chicago, number one, hang in there. Thanks for the call, by the way, because <laughs> I can't even imagine. You finally think we're going to get somewhere. You got a guy like Justin Fields, who I was begging and pleading the New York Jets to take with the second pick in the draft. When they took Zach Wilson, I said, man, he's not lasting past Chicago because they were probably giddy to have a chance to do something like that and get a guy like that. And we may have two quarterbacks in different situations, Harry. That could be completely ruined by their team's decisions. The Jets, because they should not have drafted Zach Wilson number two, and now they don't want to admit that that mistake has to stay in the building. And the Chicago Bears, you got a talented guy who put this organization on his back, running him out of trouble, even though we're three and fourteen. And you don't know what kind of what kind of setback that could be, no matter what happens, whether he stays in Chicago or not, once the season is over. Yeah, and I think a lot of that has to do with the situations that these players are going to as well. Right, we a lot of these players get drafted to these teams um, that aren't good, mm-hmm. but I think the coaching that you have around these young players is more important than anything. Right, right. And so if 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 the coaches can't get these players uh, develop and get them of the right mindset and doing the right things the proper way over and over again, so that they start to rep it out and it becomes second nature then, of course, you're going to have situations like we see right now with Justin Fields and what we see with Zach Wilson. No doubt about that. Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman together on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. By the way, Joe and Chicago kind of give you a little preview for tomorrow because usually every Wednesday you get a chance to have your safe space Wednesday where no judgment, we're not going to cast aspersions. You can have the piano music in the background. You can feel like you're lying on the couch and Harry and I are saying, tell us about your football childhood. But you get a chance to do that on Wednesday. You have that safe space. Joe and Chicago kind of gives a little preview about having a safe space with his Chicago Bears. But plenty of Jets fans, they're trying to find any kind of safe space that does not include Zach Wilson as their quarterback. 
And the greatest Jet in the history of that organization, Hall of Fame quarterback Joe Namath, when he was on the Michael K. show yesterday, ESPN Radio 98.7 FM, he says, believe in Zach Wilson. <laughs> I don't believe in him. I don't believe he has a future as a good player. And I think they made a wrong choice when they drafted him. I feel that way. He has some athletic ability, but you've got to have something up here that's going on whenever you're studying, reading, playing out there, sitting down, throwing the book at ridiculous you've got the wrong people playing and picking them well garrett wilson jets wide receiver he was on espn new york 98.7 fm on the barton Hahn show and he had this response to not only joe namath but why he still believes in zach wilson really no reaction you know obviously we love joe namath and the jets facility we love everything he did for the new york jets man that's something that really doesn't even need to be said he's got the right to an opinion or the right to feel how, you know, any type of way. Like, he knows that every single day we're putting in work to get to that point where we want to be. That He knows that we're trying to build something. He knows that 15 days ago we had a big, big thing happen that changed the way we're going to go about things this season. So I would just say that my reaction is not much. I don't really put too much thought into that. That's always going to be there. There's always going to be people that don't, you know, believe or whatever it may be. I hope we find a way to use that as ammunition. You know, and, and one day that John Nathan can admit that he was wrong. Make him eat his words, man. That's that's what it comes down to, you know. But at this point, he has the right to have an opinion, man. You know, I got people that say that about me, I'm sure. But like I said, man, we, we love Joe Namath, but we love Zach too, man. And we're confident in Zach. First of all, I've known him for, for a year and a half at this point. I know where we started and where we're at now. I see how he goes about things on a day-to-day basis, you know, in the facility throughout the week. You know, uh, us as teammates, we all see it. And it and it's different than, than when it started. You know, as far as the, the, the product we're putting on the field, that's going to happen. This uh, thing with Zach, he got really accelerated really fast, man. And that he's built for it. I'm confident in that, man. It's just going to take, you know, what I want to say, it's going to take time. I don't know. I don't know what it is. You know, I don't know. But I'm confident that, you know, it's going to be this week. You know, that's how I approach it every week. And I know that's how Zach approaches it this week. No one's harder on us than we are. You know, we, we know that we're not putting what we want to out on that film. But we also know what we what we capable of, you know, what we personally are capable of. And that's why it's so frustrating. The words of Jets wide receiver Garrett Wilson when he was on ESPN New York and 98.7 FM on the Barton Hahn Show. And no matter what happens this year, if you're the New York Jets, you know you have a future leader right there in Garrett Wilson. It, because it could have been very easy for him to – to not acknowledge what happened on Sunday. He said, yeah, we were frustrated. Media can blow things out of proportion. But my approach is I'm always going to believe that we're going to figure a way out of this. I've seen what kind of steps that Zach Wilson has been able to make. And if anybody would know, that'd be Garrett Wilson. He's the guy that's got to get the ball to him from Zach Wilson. So if you're Zach Wilson, you got enough people in that locker room that are begging for you to succeed. Zach Wilson has to no longer worry about constructive criticism. It's got to be about constructive listening right now. You got to listen to your teammates. You don't listen to Joe Namath. You don't listen to Freddie Coleman, Jets fan, Mike Greenberg, Jets fans. You got to have constructive listening to listen to your teammates because a dude that needs you to get him the football still believes in you. But if you don't go out there and prove it, at a certain point, he's going to say, I've done all I can. I want to believe you do, but you're not making this easy. If you're Zach Wilson, it ain't about constructive criticism anymore. It's about constructive listening, whether it's from your teammates or even yourself if you're going to try to flip this around and not lose your job in about a week or two. And, Freddie, I'm going to add one more thing to it. It's also about confidence. Uh, I think confidence, especially at the National Football League level, at the professional level, is imperative on how a lot of guys are able to perform. And if you lose your confidence, 
Who man, that's that's a that's a horrible place to be, and I can't relate because I've never lost my confidence when it came to anything. Lord knows that's true. <laughs> you're right about that. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> but but here's the thing, though. Like if you just think about that, if you lose your confidence, think about you've been doing something you you've been doing your entire life, absolutely, and you've been one of the best at doing it your entire life, and then you get to a level and you get to a point to where you feel like your confidence is gone that's not a good place to be so i think even through the 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 worst of times i think your confidence i think you have to be mental mentally tough enough to not let your confidence be shot but also that's also an opportunity to get back to the basics okay and i think now it's time for zach wilson to everything that i'm hearing mm-hmm. garrett wilson say okay it's time to copy and paste that to game day okay i'll throw a question at you which is worse on a football team, or even in any kind of job, whatever. Losing confidence in yourself or having people losing confidence in you? Losing confidence in yourself. Because if I lose confidence in myself, how the hell is somebody else going to have confidence in me? Okay. Right? You see what I'm saying? If I lose it in myself, how can I expect anyone else to believe in me and also have that confidence in me? Okay. So I think as long as I'm able to keep my confidence as a human being, okay, I can do what I need to do in the proper manner and get others to have that confidence in me and believe in me. But if I lose it, how can I expect anyone else outside of my body to believe right. in me and have confidence in me, confidence in me if I don't have it in myself? Okay. Good it's so, hard. Okay. I, I hear what you're saying on that. I just wanted to know exactly what would be worse in that situation if that was you. I may be on the other side of that because I never want people to lose confidence in me because I'm never going to lose confidence in myself. But it's different. It can get very sticky either one of those situations when you're in a team communal environment, especially when it comes to the likes of pro football and playing that position when it comes to quarterback and Zach Wilson. Steven California wants to weigh in on this and Freddie and Harry, part of the Dr. Pepper calling line at 888-729-3776. Super Steve, what you got, my friend? Yeah, hey. Nice hearing from you guys. You guys are great. Appreciate you. Hey, they, they, got, so, they got so much confidence, and they, I know they took them second round, Zach and everything. Why don't you know they're probably not paying them that much right now? You got Tim Boyle or uh, Tim Boyle, yeah, and you got Trevor Simeon coming. Why don't we stick him on the practice squad for a little bit because he's still young? Get him to like Jordan Palmer or somebody like that for about a year. Let Jordan Palmer work with him a little bit on the down low, and then if Jordan says, "Hey, he's ready to go," let's bring him back out after you know when Aaron's gone. Well, I would say this, or he could just get with a coach that can coach him up properly. <laughs> so, uh, Kern, you're not buying that from Nathaniel Hackett? No. Lincoln Zach Wilson? No, no, not right now, no, because Nathaniel Hackett was brought in for Aaron Rodgers. Right? He wasn't brought in. With, I, I seen what Nathaniel Hackett did last year mm-hmm. with the Denver Broncos. See, I'm not going to hold that against Nathaniel Hackett because that was just a bleep storm that happened last year in Denver. This offense was definitely predicated and aligned for Aaron Rodgers. But what do we hear constantly from Jets out of training camp? Boy, Zach Wilson made some great strides learning from Aaron Rodgers, and learning this offense. This is equal blame to me when it comes to Nathaniel Hackett and Zach Wilson. Nathaniel Hackett, I don't think, has figured out exactly what Zach Wilson does best, mainly because he doesn't know what Zach Wilson does best because he doesn't exactly know. Even Zach but, but, Wilson doesn't know that, what he does but, best. But that's crazy to me because he, he's been there for how long? Like, I understand Aaron Rodgers was your number one, but I think even still, like, you have to know as an offensive coordinator what – Everybody does great on your offense. I hear you. I, like, I'm with you. You're supposed to know that. Well, maybe he knows and he can't fix it. 
when it comes to Zach Wilson. Maybe he looks at him and says, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's time to go. Bye-bye. Be gone. Bye-bye. Be gone. <laughs> David and Harry's hometown of Atlanta, Georgia. David, what you got, my friend? All right, so here's what we do. First, we got to sign Thomas Hennessy to a long-term contract. He's the long snapper for the New York Jets. Okay. I'm about, hold on, David. Hold on, David, a for a second. We, I, you said Hennessy. I'm thinking you're talking about that brown liquor. I'm, <laughs> Hennessy? Come on, David. <laughs> well, well, listen, if it don't work, we all might need some. All the Jets <laughs> That hen doggy dog. All right, so, Keep going. So Aaron Rodgers is still a Jet. We roll him out there, even in the boot. We put him 15 yards back. We had the long snapper in instead of the center. Let him snap it to Aaron Rodgers 15 yards back and tell him to just throw it. And let's stop with all these plays. Let's just act like we in the schoolyard and we playing in the street. Tell Garrett Wilson to run to the brown Cadillac and then make it right. All right? No, David, I'll take that from David than well, Zach Wilson throwing the football. Let me tell y'all this. David, Robert Sala, Nathaniel Hackett, everybody better pack their damn bags because they're getting fired if they do that. I'm going to tell you right now. Put it this way. Everybody I, getting let go. I think any Jets fan that just heard that from David said, yeah, that's better than the guys playing quarterback right now. Oh, Lord. Yeah, everybody but, getting let go. But I, I, <laughs> I, I, I'd rather have Hennessy playing quarterback than Zach Wilson right now. I'd rather have a, blonde, a brown liquor bottle. Playing that, quarterback. That hen doggy dog. Yeah. Mm. We all have spent many long that days. That hen make you sin. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah, Harry speaking from experience. And I'm co-signing that one because I know exactly what that is all <laughs> about. Keep weighing in. More of your calls. Who's in the worst position when it comes to either the New York Jets or the Chicago Bears for 2023? And we're going to ask that question of a guy who, like Harry Douglas, played wide receiver in the National Football League. He'll give you his answer. You keep it here on Freddie and Harry. The afternoon get down on ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. The Freddy and Harry Podcast. He can't stay out of jail, but boy, he can't with a tight beat when it comes to shine. Ooh, what? Oh, where's the lie? 
Oh, I'm the bad guy now? Hey, yo! I'm the bad guy now? Jeez. I'm Shine is home now, Freddie. He's home. Yeah, in confinement. <laughs> <laughs> they still don't trust him on these streets. <laughs> He's got a bracelet and not oh, on his wrist. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I said it. So he's Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman together on Freddie and Harry presented by Progressive Insurance. Thanks for joining the afternoon. Get down on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, and always tell that smart speaker of yours to play ESPN Radio. Getting a lot of responses in terms of who's in the worst position in 2023 when it comes to the New York Jets or the Chicago Bears. Now, my man Harry Douglas, he believes it's the New York Jets. I believe it's the Chicago Bears. Either way, both of these teams, promise for one team, we thought it was going to be better for the other team, and here we are, Harry. These two teams are combined one in five, and it does not seem it's going to get any better anytime soon for either one of these teams. Yeah, it's not the start that any team wanted. When you look at the Chicago Bears and you've seen how Justin Fields ended last season, you thought there was going to be tremendous growth. It has been everything but that. you got a head coach in Matt Eberflus whose uh, M.O. is the defense. The defense, has they have been horrendous, horrific, horrendous this entire season. And then you look at the New York Jets. They had Super Bowl contention aspirations as well. Right. Aaron Rodgers goes down within the first four. Four games, and now we're here with Zach Wilson and these conversations that we're having every damn day about Zach. Well, let's have this conversation <laughs> with our man Andrew Hawkins, ESPN NFL analyst, like my man Harry Douglas. Both of these guys played in the NFL wide receiver. Hit him on Twitter at Hawk. He joins us in studio here on Freddie and Harry. I believe, Andrew, that the Chicago Bears are in the worst position this season, 2023. Harry believes it's the New York Jets. Where do you stand? Oh, man, that's a. Uh, <laughs> that is a tough question. Worst position, I I would say it is the Chicago Bears. I would say it's the Chicago Bears because at least with the Jets, there are some redeeming qualities and positions and sit, you know things that can be fixed if you do the right thing. Right. It doesn't seem like that in Chicago. It, it, it absolutely feels like things are going to go from from bad to worse and and frequently because not only is the talent on the field not performing. Now you have a situation where, you know, coaches and the, it's, it's obviously not harmonious and even the front office. Like, it's just it's a lot of turmoil. And, and typically when that happens, it's it's usually it's usually the end. Well, let's talk about these Jets a little bit, because, you know, Zach Wilson, a lot of people didn't believe in him especially last year, Mike White took over a lot of the team, his teammates back Mike White. Mm-hmm. He come in this year, he's trying to build something different with the guys that are on the roster currently. Yeah. Do you think it's time for the Jets to move on from him? And is there any hope that he can get this offense back on track? You know, I, I, I hate to cancel the subscription on quarterbacks too early. Okay, but that being good said, good line by the way. I love that. I appreciate you better that. Patent, you better trademark that. If somebody steals it from you, take it as their own. I'm telling you. Yeah, right now. I've been using that in Cleveland a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, you know what? Like, he's a talented quarterback, but he has not shown. You know, he has what it takes to be a starter in the NFL. That's a that's a reality. And and you're right. Last year, the way the team kind of rallied around Mike White when he was making plays did say something. Now that being said, I do feel like the blame that. Uh, Zach Wilson is getting is a little overstated. Mm-hmm. I think it should be spread out a lot more evenly right. than it is. I look at that film from this past weekend, and there are throws that Zach should make. There are decisions. He is clearly playing scared to make a mistake. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's now thrust into the national spotlight on a daily basis, having to, you know, now come in and take over for Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, who comes in with an offensive coordinator, who they have a history. 
right? So they're going through plays that, you know, they're probably not even explaining it in, 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 in the meeting room because they have that kind of chemistry between the two of them. But when I look at that film, there's not receivers being schemed open. There is not a game plan that it's like, oh, Zach, you're not executing this. He is not being protected. It doesn't matter what quarterback you bring in there. If you don't protect him, it's going to be the same result. If you're not scheming wide receivers open, there's still nobody to throw it to. And that is a fact. Now, there was weather. There was drop passes. But there is so much blame to go around that I feel like Zach is unfairly probably getting the brunt of it. Andrew Hawkins will play in the NFL. Now ESPN NFL analyst hit him on Twitter at Hawk joining Freddie Coleman and Harry Douglas on Freddie and Harry and ESPN Radio. Staying right there because mm-hmm. Harry's even said, look, hey, Nathaniel Hackett, as much as we bang on Zach Wilson, as much as we bang on the New York Jets, we overdrafted this kid with the second pick in the draft yep. back in 2021. Mm-hmm. He's got to do a better job of making sure that he's comfortable. And Hawk, I even said, why would you not employ the same game plan that the 49ers have a Brock Purdy. There's similar height, similar stature, yeah. make plays all around the place. Why is Nathaniel Hackett so resistant from doing something that is San Francisco-based because mm-hmm. you have a head coach that used to be a part of that organization because of Robert Sala, the New York Jets? Yeah, because there are thousands of running backs who have the same height, weight, and speed of Barry Sanders, but they are not Barry Sanders. And there are a lot of coaches that have the same kind of style of players they think, but they are not Kyle Shanahan. They are not... Mike McDaniel, and that is the probably the most glaring element to this whole situation, you know, because it is easy to coach Aaron Rodgers. I don't care what anybody tells me. If you made me the quarterback coach for an Aaron Rodgers team, I would probably be an offensive coordinator within a two years max, <laughs> right? Because all you got to do is roll him out there and say, hey, you know, make us right. And, and it's, it's, it, that is a fact. But I want to see what you do in the situations when you get a Mr. Irrelevant and you build an offense that makes it easy for him, and you play to his strength. That's what the best offensive minds in football do. And people have this misconception that because you coach in the NFL, and this is across the board, that you are a genius and that you could just figure it out. And that is not the case. Really, really good coaches are few and far between. And when you see what a coach can do with the talent they have when it is not ideal, that's how you know if you really have one of the guys or not. And, Hawk, I'll tell you, it hurts my heart because you said something I've been echoing this entire time. Daniel mm-hmm. Hackett, number one, sleep should be the last damn thing on his mind. <laughs> it, it, it really should. But when I watch a Mike McDaniel and the way they use shifts and motions, yep. it's easy for a defense. When you just go out there and line your offensive guys up, Man. it's easy for a yeah. defense to say, you know what, we finna tee off and there's no way in hell they, they're finna make things happen. Dude. But when you shift and you motion guys and you give that defense extra things to think about before the ball snaps, that's an advantage for your quarterback, Zach Wilson, who mm-hmm. needs it. Yep. So you have to do those things. When you look at Nathaniel Hacking and you look how stationary, you know, the offense may be versus when you, what you see from Kyle Hawk and what you see yep. from Mike McDaniel, how upsetting is, is that for, for you viewing the football game? I, I mean, you said it. I mean, there were plays that, yeah, it's like, oh, Zach Wilson is scrambling. He's not making a decision. There mm-hmm. were plays in that game where they had two routes going out against a six-man coverage. I don't give a damn who you have on the outside. <laughs> two guys can't beat six, right? And so that is a game plan situation. And on the film, it looks like, oh, Zach's not making a decision. You're not giving him the options. And I'm not saying Zach is a world beater. I'm not saying Zach doesn't deserve blame. Right. I'm not saying Zach is the answer for the New York Jets. But as I'm saying, just to, to your point, uh, Harry, it is frustrating to see that where it's like, 
a player is only as good as the opportunity that he's given and the situation he's put in. It doesn't matter how good you are. You can't outplay bad coaching and you can't outplay bad talent. Great. That is a fact in the NFL. Wow. And I don't think we we state that enough in these situations. Great stuff by Andrew Hawkins, ESPN NFL analyst, joining us in studio on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. How much of that could you say about a thousand miles west? is the same thing that Justin Fields is going through in Chicago outside of having the talent space that the Jets possess around Zach Wilson. I, 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 would, I would say there are similar elements there. I would say if you look at the game plan and you, you see are, are Justin Fields' talents being showcased in what they're trying to do, right? It's okay you know, if, if you know, there's, there's development that needs to happen or he's not playing at his best all the time or – Things that aren't ideal happen for for young quarterbacks. But when you look at the game plan, is it showcasing what Justin Fields does well? Mm -hmm. And when you look at the talent around him, is he being protected? Are the receivers getting open and making those plays down the field for those 50-50 opportunities that you have to have? It doesn't matter how good you are, right? And so I think some of that blame does spread around. And when you saw that Justin Fields, you know, I think he misspoke as 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 a young quarterback. Um, But I think what he said reigned true because we understand – like we alluded to earlier about canceling the subscription on a first-round quarterback, we know what comes after that. Mm-hmm. The moment they decide that you are not the guy here, you're not the guy anywhere. And it's just you go to one team, the next team, the next team, and then that's what you are for your career. And nobody takes into account the situation that they were put in nine times out of ten. And so I actually didn't have a problem with him saying, hey, I don't feel like they're – playing to my strength in mm-hmm. so many words or I don't feel like I feel like they're telling me all these things because that's what coaches do a lot of coaches do that and I'm not railing against every NFL coach there right. are incredible coaches and I've had incredible coaches but there are coaches out there that give you so much information and they keep it just vague enough <laughs> that if you perform it's I'm a great coach wow and if you mess up oh that's on you you did and That's what I loved about Shanahan. That's what I loved about McDaniel. Because when they came in, they said, I want you to do no thinking. We had no route adjustments as receivers. They said, this is the route you run. And if you're not open, you won't get the ball. And we played. That's why the Miami Dolphins receivers are playing so fast. They're not thinking. Mm-hmm. They're just running full speed. <laughs> wow. And, and Tua is not. I mean, it's the, the answers to the test are embedded in the game plan, in the offense. And that's what great coaches do. And it's, again, it's a very rare thing, but that's that rarity is how you put up 70 points in the year 2023. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's fast. I'm, I'm glad you brought up the Dolphins really quick. Uh, with <laughs> wow. them putting up that 70 points, do you think they're the number one team in the NFL right now? Oh, man, that's a, that's a tough one. I think they're top two. I think it's them and the 49ers. Only, mm-hmm. And I would give the edge probably to the Niners because of that defense. Okay. Um, but I think there's a top offense, and that ain't, you know, and I, and I think that's by a large margin because I don't, I don't see this slowing down, to be honest. No, it's going to be interesting when they play the Buffalo Bills. We'll yes. find a lot about both mm-hmm. of those teams because Buffalo's defense, their quarterback threw away a game in game one versus the Jets. Their defense has been lights out for the first three games of this regular season. Great mm-hmm. stuff, Hawk. We'll do it again next week. Thank you so much. Appreciate you, fellas. Andrew Hawkins, great, great stuff. Taking us behind the curtain, ESPN NFL analyst. Like we mentioned, a great follow on Twitter. Hit him up anytime you want at Hawk. He joined us in studio here on Freddie and Harry. Hit Harry Douglas on Twitter. You can do that at hdouglas83. My handle at Coleman ESPN. So if you didn't, I know you didn't miss the Dolphins putting up a 70 burger in the Denver Broncos. But there are other games and teams that did something great that you did miss part of NFL Week 3. We catch you up next if you keep it here on the Afternoon Get Down, known as Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. 
You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. Well, there's one New York Jet that is not tired of the imminence front being put on by that team about their quarterback. You hear who said that coming up in 10 minutes here on Freddie and Harry. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman, presented by Progressive Insurance on the ESPN app, SiriusXM Channel 80. And also don't forget to tell your smart speaker to play ESPN radio. Each and every week, somebody will do something great in the NFL college football, but that means other people don't get their shine on. That's where we come in. Diving a little deeper into this week's NFL schedule. I think I need more information. This is Here's What You Missed. Here's what you missed with the Chargers. Let's put it this way. I don't know if they so much wanted Harry instead of the Minnesota Vikings lost it. As after the Chargers decided to go for it in a fourth and one inside their own 24-yard line with less than two minutes to play to give the Vikings a short field. But they went at 28-24, to and Kirk Cousins said, yeah, we went all those one-score games last year. We're 0-3 this year, but... I mean, it's a long football season, and uh, we're going to be here in December and January talking to you guys, and this will feel like a long time ago. No, it won't. Um, and we got a lot of opportunities up ahead. Uh-huh. Um, I just try to go 1-0 each week. Okay. I kind of view them as separate stages, like a Tour de France, and... Right. I don't really, I don't really connect them. Okay, you know, I view them as one and zero, and then whatever happens, you just kind of erase that week, and you start a week fresh, and you just do that seventeen times and see where you are in, in early mid January. Okay, um, that's kind of how I operate. That's how our locker room operates, and nothing will change this week. Good for you. Good for the Vikings. You're still zero and three. So <laughs> the bad, the bad part about it, though, Freddie, watching this team's film, yeah. all three weeks, the mm-hmm. Minnesota Vikings could easily. No doubt. Be three and zero. I looked. I watched the game this morning from this past Sunday. The first possession that they had, T.J. Hawkinson fumbles, and at worst you think you're going to get a field goal. They go to the second quarter and they they're in a third and goal situation. Cousin has has a wide open Madison coming yeah, yeah. on the on a shallow route. Right. But the offensive line doesn't protect. Orm gets hit. They don't. They don't. They don't score a touchdown. Then you look at the defense on a third and seventeen that the Chargers had. 
You give up mm-hmm. a play to Justin Herbert rolling to his left, throwing across his body to yeah. Keenan Allen. The you very know. next play yeah. should have been an interception. The ball hit the DB in his hands, and it leaves his hands, and Joshua Palmer catches it for a touchdown. touchdown yeah. They had first and goal from the three-yard line, and on four tries, they don't get it. Then you get the ball at the end. You don't spike it. You don't clock <laughs> it, whatever you want to call it. So, to me, the Minnesota Vikings, they beat themselves because I thought the Los Angeles Chargers did enough to lose that football game. So, that's yeah. that's my stance on it. Yeah, they were 11-0 in one-score games last year in Minnesota. This year, 0-3. for three. That's why they are 0-3. Meanwhile, the Ravens thought they would be 3-0. and but they did not have that happen. They lost to Indianapolis Colts in overtime, 22-19. You know things are going to be bad for you when one of the greatest kickers in the history of the NFL, Justin Tucker, does not deliver in the clutch. That led Lamar Jackson, Ravens quarterback, to say this. Absolutely. Um, like I said, you know, we had plenty of opportunities to put the game away, uh, especially when our defense did a great job at stopping those guys. You know, um, great field position, and we didn't move the ball at all. Um, that 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 ticked me off. You know, um, it took all of took all of us off. Um, we like to finish the drive. The defense did great today. Um, they always do great, but especially today, you know, um, giving us that opportunity to finish the game, and we did it. This offense has to be better, and I know they can run the football, but there were some plays missed out there, and that's on everybody. Lamar Jackson, receivers, offensive line. I think they have enough skill position people to be that threat in the AFC. But you let games like this slip away early. There's no telling how that could affect your seeding if and when the Baltimore Ravens get into the playoffs in a loaded AFC. Yeah, I thought it was some of the same things that I just mentioned about the Minnesota Vikings and them squandering their opportunities. Protection has to be better from the offensive yeah. line. For Lamar Jackson to, to, to be a dual-threat quarterback and for him to be getting sacked four times in a ball game, I think is inexcusable. Uh, but but you got to protect the football. That's everyone, not just Lamar. Yeah. He had a fumble in the football game. You had a third-and-five situation. They don't even get off because of a bad snap from the center. Uh, you also had, I think, towards the end of that game, a third and six, right, where Zay Flowers comes open. And I understand the three-man route combination versus zone. Mm-hmm. You push up five yards and you sit, and Lamar Jackson's going to put the ball on you. Well, it's so much space in there that he tries to continuously run, mm-hmm. and it looks like it's a bad throw by Lamar. But, no, that's not Lamar's fault. That's just a young receiver having to understand man's own principles when it comes to the play design and what actually is trying to get done on that play. Things that I think that they can work out, iron those kinks, but they're going to have to be better because I get to call the color analyst for that game this weekend, Uh the Browns versus the Raiders with Steve Levy. Let's do it. One of the things about that, and real quickly on the Cleveland Browns, well, we saw it look like they let Deshaun Watson play ball a little bit. Not saying they, they should not have done that before, but now they have no choice. Look what we were able to see from him. Now the Browns are 2-1 of that defense on the other side. Got to give some credit to Kevin Stefanski because he understood he didn't have Nick Chubb. So what did they say? We're not just going to try to force this run game. Right. We're going to allow Deshaun Washington to, to, to be Deshaun. He utilized his legs, got away from a lot of pressure. Mm-hmm. And at the end, Amari Cooper drew, I think, two or three pass interference calls and also two defensive holdings. Yeah, he's one of the best route runners in the NFL. And yep. when he's healthy and when he's right, he doesn't look like he can get open, then all of a sudden you're chasing the back of his jersey, whether he's running a short route, an intermediate route, or even a deep route. He is Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. I always appreciate you joining us in the afternoon get down. Known as Freddie and Harry, New York Jets wide receiver Garrett Wilson has three words for Jets fans. Will Jets fans pay attention when they hear those three words? Find out what those three words are next on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. 
You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app, the Freddie and Harry podcast.